Jesus said, go into all the earth and preach the good news. Jesus saves, Jesus loves, and Jesus is coming back. Jesus came to give us life and have it abundantly. This is the Abundant Life Broadcast. Yes, welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the Abundant Life. I'm your host, Daniel Pitts. I'm so glad that we are having this time again to be able to engage together and dive into the Word of God because it's so very important. So did you know this is just a test? This is just a test. That will be the name of our message today. Today we are talking about challenges or giants in our lives. We all have them. But does it seem like those giants never subside? Does it feel like hurricane-style waves crashing over you and not in a good way? Does it feel like your plate just keeps getting piled on with more? Do you pray to God to take this from you? If this is how you feel, then we have something in common. Because most people at one point in their lives will feel this way. Let's pray really quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord, and we just pray that today's message, Lord, will just resonate, resonate, Lord, with those that hear this, the listeners, Lord. God, that we all can grow from this and learn from this and just know, Lord, that this is just a test. You are always in control, and we're going to see that in today's Bible lesson, in today's message, that no matter what, even though it seems very grim and it seems like nothing's going to go right. God, we always know that you saved the day because you never leave us and you never forsake us. Thank you, God, for this time together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So if that's how you feel, you feel like you know the, the, the challenges and the giants in your lives just never subsides, well, then you've come to the right place. If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may be having a Job moment. This is just a test. Yes, today we're talking about Job. Job was highly favored from God, so much that even Satan knew it. Satan despised Job because of his faith in and love of God. So his faith and love of God, Job was highly favored. In fact, Satan took action. The Bible tells us in Job 1.6, that one day Satan followed the angels into heaven for the purpose of having a chat with God. That by itself is like, okay. So that's a very important um, piece I think we need to point out in this text. Did you know that an accuser named Satan has access to God? Yeah, I think it's a really important part to really point that out. So Satan is a great accuser. We know this. He's not your friend. He is your enemy. There's nothing ever about him that will be for you. He's always, always against you. But did you know that he has access to God into heaven? 
Well, we do know that Satan is the great accuser, a liar, a thief, and wants to kill and destroy us. John 10.10 tells us, The thief cometh, which is Satan, not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but God says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So Satan comes to take from you, cause these giants in your life, cause these hurricane-style waves to keep crashing on you, cause all these challenges, these relentless challenges that don't feel like they ever subside, like you can never come up for air. It's literally one thing after another. But God says, but, 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 here, but, here's, but here's what God says. God says, I have come that you may have a life and that you may have it more abundantly. Not just, not just life, but have it more abundantly. So, so now we know that we have an enemy that is always trying to accuse us, bring us down, lie to us, destroy us, and ultimately he would love to try to kill us. But we also see in biblical text, he has access to God in heaven. So let's read Job 1, 6 through 7. So one day, as the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, Satan, the accuser, came with them. I just got chills saying that. It, we, don't, we don't think of that. We don't, we're not in that mindset to think, oh, you know, Satan just has access to heaven and goes up and talks to God. But we're seeing this in Job that he does have access to God. But this is we're going this is going to be a really really great way to frame this in just a few minutes. We have a lot of great scriptures that's going to better frame this. So don't worry. Yeah, he has access to God. But we're going to look into this a whole lot deeper. But so we know Satan has access to God. And so Job 1 6 through 7 he followed the angels into, into the Lord. And the reason the angels went to the Lord was to, to present themselves. Like, God was our next assignment, basically. And so, but the Lord, so God asked Satan, hey, where, where have you come from? Okay, this part's interesting. When God asked Satan, where did you come from? Job 1, 7 through 8 says, Satan replies, and this is his, this is his response, the earth just watching what's going on. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> just, you know, roaming the earth, just watching what's going on, right? So if you ever thought for a second that you don't have an accuser or an enemy that wants to kill or destroy, if you don't believe in spiritual things, you need to start. Because just as God is real, so is Satan. Yes, God is more powerful. God is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He is God. But remember, he created Satan, just like he created the other angels, just like he created you and I, just like he created this world, this world, the solar system, right? It's God done. So God is the ultimate power and the authority, but he did relinquish a lot of authority and power to Satan when Satan was serving him. He was one of certain Satan's um, most precious prized angel. He was an angel, as you know. He was fallen and kicked out of heaven. Because of pride, he wanted to be bigger and stronger than God and did not want to follow God. It was his pride that kicked him out. But 
so we're seeing here that this accuser, our enemy, he's not just God's enemy. He's your enemy. He's, my, he's our enemy, right? He's, he's talking to God. He's having a chat with God. And so the Lord asks, where have you been? And Satan replies, the earth just watching what's going on. So Satan could have finished his reply with, you know, God, just looking for my next victim, right? I mean, the word of God doesn't say that. But that could have easily been inserted. You know, God, I'm just, you know, I'm just searching the earth, just roaming the earth, looking for my next victim, because that's what he does, right? He looks for victims. But I also think it's really important to point out here, when Satan came before the Lord after following in behind the angels, Satan was not and is not God's equal. I'm going to say that again. He's not God's equal. Satan is a subordinate. God is all-powerful and knowing. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God created both the angels and Satan. I think it's important to point that out. We see so many Hollywood movies, you know, especially during Halloween time, but throughout the year, making these crazy demonic movies showing how how strong Satan is and how, you know, sometimes you know, even these priests or these spiritual leaders get choked up and die because Satan's power is so strong. And listen, God is on the throne. He is in control. He ha- always has been and always will be. God was there since the beginning. He will be there at the end because he is the alpha and the omega. So rest assured, your God knows exactly what you're going through, and he's walking with you. The next few scriptures will better frame our discussion today. Listen, it's, it's no mistake or coincidence that you feel this relentless attack from this enemy. It tells us in the text, the enemy, aka Satan, is looking for his next victim. It is you, it is me, that he wants to destroy. Does he want to destroy both of us at the same time? Possibly. Have you received horrible news about a sickness? Maybe even about yourself personally, friends or family? What about that child that just seems to run away from God? No matter how much you pray, you get on your knees, you beg God, Lord, bring this child back. Or again, maybe it's a sickness that you have on your own body or someone else, a friend or family, you're praying, God, remove this from them, Lord. Lord, may they live and not die. Or could it be a financial problem? Are you experiencing a mounting debt and financial problems? Because that alone can cause amazing stress when you have no money and you've got bill collectors calling you and you've got federal agencies calling you, right? Maybe the IRS, whatever it is, it's stressful. It's stressful, but just know Whatever it is, God is aware of this. Or, or what about marital, dispute, marital disputes and conflict in your marriage or relationships? That can be stressful as well. But you can check the box. Yeah, that's Satan's doing, by the way. Just check that box and all those things we just referenced. Check it. Satan, that's Satan's doing. See, as we see in the text and as we continue with the story of Job, God never puts these things on us. I want to make sure that you know this. Because we hear this all the time. When horrible things happen, earthquakes happen around the world, people die, um, tornadoes, whatever whatever happens, right? Terrorist attacks, 
9-11, people were so quick to look up to heaven and say, God, you did this. I want to make sure that, that, we, that we make this point. God never puts these things on us. God only brings good things and only good things come from God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But as we look at the first chapters of the book of Job, 1, 9 through 11, we see Satan having a chat with God and tells the Lord that Job only loves and serves him, which is God, because of the blessings and favor God has placed over Job's life. So Satan goes on to tell God, Job is protected by him and his home and his property and from all harm. So Satan's telling God, hey, you've protected his, his house, his property, even him from all harm. You have like a hedge of protection around him. You have prospered everything he does. Look how rich he is. This is again Satan talking to God. He's telling God, look, look how rich Job is. You've given him finances. You've given him favor. He has a house. He's got huge property. He has tons of servants, right? He has great health. He has a huge family. God, you've done so many things to protect him and to prosper him. So Satan says, but just take away his wealth and you will see him curse you to your face. Take away his wealth, Satan tells God, you will see him curse you to your face. So Job 1, 9 through 12 says, the Lord responds to Satan saying that Job is the finest man in all of the earth, a good man who fears God and will do nothing evil. However, God actually agrees with Satan to test Job by taking away his wealth only. God says, you can take away his wealth, but you cannot harm him physically. Okay? So the Bible tells us Satan, you know, wasted no time. He quickly went out to work, right? And so Job 1.13 tells us, 1.13 through 18 tells us that Satan struck or killed his sons. This is Job's sons and daughters while they were dining at his older brother's house. Then the Sabines raided his farms, chasing all his, his animals off the property, killed all his farmhands except the one that got away to go to Job and tell him of these things. So one got away, was knocking at Job's door, and, you know, telling him all these horrible things that have happened. And as his farmhand is giving Job this terrible news, Another messenger runs up during this conversation and begins telling Job more bad news. He says, the fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned all your sheep and herdsmen, and he alone escaped to, to reveal this news to Job. Okay, so I think it's important to, let's examine this a little bit further, because I can already, you know, I can already see the text messages coming in and the emails, and I can already hear hey, wait a minute, I thought you were saying that God never does bad things, but only good things comes from the Lord. And that is absolutely correct. So we need to examine this. So one one sixteen. that's one we just read, Job 1, 116. Let's look at that a little further. 
where this messenger is stating to Job that God had sent fire from heaven, we know it's not actually God sending this fire. So uh, put yourself in the bystander's point of view or this messenger, right? So you're standing on the ground looking up and seeing fire coming from the sky or heaven. One would say it's from God, right? I mean, that would just be a common sense approach. Who else would have such power or authority to, to do this? Right? If you're, if, you, if you're this bystander, you're looking up to heaven, you see fire just randomly coming down from heaven and destroying something, you're, you're not going to think anything else except that it's coming from God. So that's exactly what this messenger was doing. But the answer is actually simple. It wasn't God. It was Satan. Remember, Satan was just up in heaven talking with God about attacking Job. We know the devil has to get permission first from God before he can touch anything that God has given us or given you. When it came to influencing nature, the fire from heaven just discussed, Satan was not able to do anything without God's permission. So it wasn't God sending that fire. It was Satan. God allowed for that small little amount of time, that little window of time, Satan to do this to Job. So before this last messenger finished telling Job of all these terrible things, yet another, I'm not, yeah, here it is, another messenger runs up to deliver even more bad news. Does this not sound like your own life, my life? I'm telling you, when we're under attack, it's literally, it's so relentless. It's one after another. And we can, we can really resonate with this story. Like, Here's three messengers coming to the door to tell Job what's going on. And here, you know, here comes another one before the other messenger has even finished telling what, what the bad news is. So this other one shows up and this one says his camels have been driven off and his servants have been killed. That's a lot to take in for anyone. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? This is all like, in real time, right, happening to Job, getting this news. So the text tells us in Job 1, 20 through 22, that Job stood up, tore his robe in grief, and fell down upon the ground before God. And so 21 tells us that Job says, I came naked from my mother's womb, he said, and I shall have nothing when I die. The Lord gave me everything I had, and they were his to take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he praised and blessed the Lord instead of cursing him, which remember Satan said, take away his wealth. And actually Satan took away more than just his wealth. He took away also his children. But take away his wealth and he will curse you to your face. That's what Satan told God. But it's the opposite. He didn't curse Satan. He didn't curse God. Job blessed the name of the Lord, even in the midst of all this disaster, all these challenges. It would have been easy to curse the name of the Lord and say, God, why have you forsaken me, right? I mean, wouldn't most of us think that? Do we think that now in the situation you're in? Do you say, God, I feel like you've forsaken me. Where are you? right? Is that how we feel sometimes? But the Lord 
may give or take away, but we will bless his holy name because he's God. He never does anything to harm us, but has a plan to prosper us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. That's the God that we serve. According to the text, Satan was not happy because, of course, Job passed this first test. Even though he lost so much during the process, like death and wealth, he kept loving and blessing the Lord. We are told in Job 2, 1-7, through as the angels were presenting themselves to the Lord again, Satan followed them once more into heaven. God once more again asked Satan, where have you come from? Satan replied to God, from earth, where you have been watch- where he's been watching everything going on. The Lord continues speaking favorably of his servant Job. And once again, the Lord says that Job is the finest man in all the earth and that he has kept his faith in, dis, in, dis, um, in despite of the fact that you persuaded me, God talking to Satan, to let you harm him without cause. So God's telling Satan, hey, I allowed you to test him and despite the fact that you persuaded me to, to let you harm him, with wealth, with the failing of his wealth, taking that away from him, and without cause, he still blessed my name. So Satan quickly told God, skin for skin, a man will give anything to save his own life. Touch his body with a sickness and he will curse you to your face. God replied, do with him as you will, just spare his life. Okay. So here we go again, right? So Job 2, 7 through 10 says, we see that once again, the devil wasted no time. Satan struck Job with a terrible case of boils from head to foot. Then Job took a broken piece of pottery to scrape himself and sat among the ashes. His own wife said to him, are you still trying to be godly when God has done all this to you? Curse him and die she said. But we see that Job actually rebuked his wife and replied with, you talk like someone, like some heathen woman, like some heathen woman out there. Heathen meaning not a follower of Christ, doesn't know Christ. What shall we receive only pleasant things from the hand of God and never unpleasant? This is what Job is is responding to his wife he just rebuked. What, you know, should we only expect only pleasant things from God and never anything unpleasant? During this time, Job was still blessing the Lord. The story goes on to state that Job did become very depressed, unfortunately, and discouraged with this illness, coupled with all that he had, you know, lost during this, this test. And now the second test, of course, is going on with not him just losing his wealth, but now He is very, very sick. He's ill. But that's not how the story ends. God will always give you double for your trouble. 
when we are faithful to him, in good times or in bad times, our Lord never leaves us or forsakes us. He walks with us through the problems. And when we cannot even walk any further, he simply scoops us up in his arms and carries us. That's the Lord we serve. The Abundant Life We would love to connect with you by email danieljpittsministries at gmail.com, order ministry materials, or just engage with us. We love hearing from our partners. Make sure to like and follow us on our various social media platforms on Facebook at DJP Ministries. Listen to us on iTunes, radio.com, Podbean, YouTube, and a radio station in your local market area. Together, we can live the abundant life in Christ. Daniel Pitts here, host of the Abundant Life radio broadcast. We trust you are enjoying today's message. We are excited to share some great news with you. We are officially set up with Patreon. Please consider giving to this ministry and becoming a ministry partner with Daniel J. Pitts Ministries and help us get the word out that Jesus saves and Jesus is coming back. Your financial support allows us to print ministry materials and helps keep our radio podcast ministry on the air. The Abundant Life broadcast is heard over various online platforms, including some local radio stations. Your contributions are a blessing to this ministry. Thank you for your prayers and generous financial support. God bless you. And now, back to the conclusion of today's message. In conclusion of today's message, Job 42.10.12 tells us God restored Job's wealth and happiness. The Bible says the Lord gave him twice as much as before. God gave Job double for his trouble. The Lord replaced Job with more than he had at the beginning, with 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 oxen, 1,000 female donkeys, and gave him seven more sons and three more daughters. Job lived 140 years after that, living to see his grandchildren and great-grandchildren as well. God is a restorer. Whatever has been stolen or taken from you, it's no surprise to God. He wants to give you double for your trouble, to vindicate you and make you whole. Every day we deal with setbacks and disappointments. Some are tests from the Lord, while others are just part of living in the world. This is not our home. Our home is in heaven with our Father and Lord. The Word of God tells us in Matthew 5.45 that it rains on the just and the unjust meaning every person experiences problems, whether you are unsaved or saved and a Christ follower. The difference though, when we are Christ followers, he walks through the sadness, conflict, and challenges with us. And when we can't take any more, he just carries us. What an amazing father we have that loves us so very much.
Did you know there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less? It's true. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of our regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So just think about that. Just ponder that for a few minutes. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more or love you less. He just loves. Thank you again for listening to and supporting this ministry. Until we do it again, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. We would love to get today's message into your hands. These teachings will bless and enhance your walk with Christ. To order ministry materials or to connect with us by email, go to danieljpittsministries at gmail.com. Please remember, God loves you and don't let anyone tell you different. Until next time, live your abundant life in Christ. The Abundant Life Broadcast is a Daniel J. Pitts Ministries presentation and is brought to you by our ministry partners, prayer partners, and friends who financially support our ministry efforts. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.